This is U.S. History Mastery Cast 11. Our topic today is the late 1800s, farming and the populist movement, and industrialization. The late 1800s saw many changes in the western frontier. Settlers pushed westward. The Homestead Act offered acres of land to anyone who would be willing to live on it for five years. The Pacific Railroad Act was very important in changing the West. It granted government loans to the railroads. The expansion westward led to a period of conflict with native tribes. The Indian Wars period was from approximately 1850 to the turn of the century. The Indian Wars period runs from roughly 1850 to the turn of the century. The Little Bighorn begins the era and the Indian Wars period comes to an end with the Battle at Wounded Knee. As a result of the Indian Wars and conflict with Native tribes, the government policy changes with regard to Native Americans. We see a policy of assimilation, where the government wants Native tribes to assimilate to the white man's ways. The Dawes Act was an example of this. We also saw assimilation through education. Schools like the Carlisle School were set up to try to destroy the native culture. Also, destruction of the buffalo led to the destruction of the original Native American way of life. The cattle industry also grew during this period. This is the time of the Wild West, the origin of the American cowboy which resulted from Mexican influence. The introduction of the longhorn led to the cattle industry. Also, the cattle industry grew as a result of the railroads and demand for beef back east. Ultimately, the cattle industry, however, would decline as a result of natural disasters, which brought drought fires. Specifically, the blizzard of 1887 was an example of this, where ranchers lost 40 to 90 percent of all their livestock. The introduction of barbed wire changed the nature of the cattle industry. Railroads and the Homestead Act all encouraged settlement west. This led to the period known as the closing of the frontier. Land was being gobbled up. In 1872, Yellowstone National Park was established to try to preserve some of the remaining frontier land. It was set aside for public use. With farming came the populist movement. Many farmers had financial problems and were deeply in debt. They were paying very high prices to the railroads, which had a monopoly on their transport for their products. As a result, farmers began to organize. In 1867, Oliver Kelly started what's known as the Grange. The Grange was originally a social and education group, but eventually would become political. This led to the period known as populism. Populism refers to a movement of the people. The Populist Party was formed. The Populist Party sought reforms to benefit farmers and to increase the, the money supply. This would help farmers because it would decrease the value of money, which would help increase prices. That money, that cash, would go in the farmers' pockets to help them pay their debts.
Some of the platforms in the populist movement included a graduated income tax, federal loan programs, many labor reforms and restrictions on immigration. Many of these platforms later became the platform for today's Democratic Party. William Jennings Bryan became the populist presidential candidate in 1896. His platform included free silver. The populists wanted money backed by gold or silver, which would help increase the money supply. If the money supply was increased, the value of each dollar would go down and prices would increase. As I stated earlier, this would help farmers raise revenue. William McKinley would beat Bryan. However, the populist movement did have a legacy. It showed that a grassroots organization can be successful. The downtrodden can organize, and many new reforms were on the table for future debate in the progressive era. Also in the late 1800s, we see expansion of industry. Some of the factors contributing to the expansion of industry during this period included many new technological advances. Some of the contributing factors to the expansion of industry included new technology. For example, black gold, the new techniques of Edwin Drake in extracting oil from the ground were important. The Bessemer steel process, Thomas Edison's light bulb and electric systems, the telephone created by Alexander Graham Bell and the typewriter by Christopher Scholes. Industry also benefited as a result of the age of railroads. The Transcontinental Railroad was built linking the East Coast with the West Coast. This led to the importance of standardizing time or railroad time resulting in time zones. George Pullman was an important figure during this period, establishing his company town and development of the Pullman sleeper car. However, the age of railroads also led to conflict with farmers and regulation of business. Many scandals illust illustrated corruption in business during this period. The Supreme Court dealt with the issue of regulation of interstate commerce in Munn versus Illinois. In this case, the states were trying to regulate interstate commerce. Ultimately, the Supreme Court would rule that states would not have the authority to regulate interstate commerce, which is what the railroads wanted. However, in 1887, the Interstate Commerce Act would be passed, which would reestablish federal control over interstate commerce. This would allow for regulation of the railroads. During this period, many businesses emerged. Many men became very wealthy. This is the period we refer to as the Robber Baron period. Some of the well-known business leaders of this time included John D. Rockefeller, who built the Standard Oil Company, Andrew Carnegie, who, through vertical integration and horizontal consolidation, developed Carnegie Steel. Trusts and monopolies resulted. The Sherman Antitrust Act would be passed by Congress to make these monopolies illegal. As business grew, also working conditions deteriorated. Some of the early unions developed to deal with the problems resulting from expansion of industry, problems of poor working conditions and low wages. The first, the Knights of Labor. The AFL 
which stands for American Federation of Labor, started by Samuel Gompers, and the IWW, Industrial Workers of the World. They, the ARW was also very important. This was the American Railway Union, started by Eugene V. Debs. As unions grew, strikes increased. Some of the major strikes included the Haymarket Incident in 1886 and the Pullman Strike in 1894. One of the common denominators between most of the strikes during this period was that of violence. As a result of the violence, a lot of bad publicity resulted. Another important event, the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory Fire of 1911, showed the horrible working conditions in many factories. This incident involved a factory where there was a fire and the workers were not able to leave the building because the owner had locked the doors. These horrible conditions led to many deaths during the fire. As a result, public opinion became more aware of the conditions in many factories during the period. Ultimately, unions would decline in influence. The Sherman Antitrust Act would be used by big business to try to break the unions. Business leaders in general would oppose the unions. It would be very difficult for unions to be able to withstand the opposition as there was no federal regulation at this time to support their organizing. Negative public reaction to the violence and the concept of socialism which was introduced by some of the leaders led to the weakening during this late 1800 period. This concludes our brief review of the late 1800s, the changes in the West as well as industrialization. Remember, rewind and replay this podcast for Mastery. Visit www.masterymaze.com for more podcasts like this.